In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. If you really believe in God, then you have to believe he made you. If you believe he made you, then you have to believe he loves you. Because nothing created is hated by the creator. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. Welcome to the Men in the Arena podcast, where we interview specialists in the realm of manhood. Each of our guests is an expert in their chosen field or cause as it relates to men. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army. We, we salute, salute you. you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Jim Ramos. I'm here with my co-producer. Actually, he's not my co-producer. He's the producer, Dale Culver. How you doing, man? Dude, awesome. Hey, I'm uh, really excited about this uh, series we're in. I'm really excited about uh, today's episode because, you know, I've been saying this forever. The pinnacle of manhood, the apex of manhood, the summit of manhood, the climax now the guys are listening, of oh. manhood, is when a guy radically gives his life to Jesus. It's not saying, I'm a Christian. It's when he radically gives his life to Jesus. I mean, really, that's what it's all about. It's about it's about a guy. My theology is really simple. I've been saying this for years. Listen, if you really believe God made you, like if you believe in God, then you have to believe he made you. Mm-hmm. If you believe he made you, then you have to believe he loves you because nothing created is hated by the creator. People who make things love their work. They love their handiwork. That you know, my son Colton, I was really proud of him. He replaced his forerunner's transmission on his own four times. He finally got it right. <laughs> you know, you know, he loved that process. He loved what he did there. He loved the fact that he had a transmission that he pulled out of a junkyard and put it into this Toyota 4Runner. You know, whenever we make something, we love them deeply. I think of my right. children. I love my children. They carry my DNA within them. So a creator who who makes a man loves the man. And here's the other thing about a creator, whether you're a carpenter or whether you're a machinist, whether you're an author, when you make something and you pour your life into that thing, there's a purpose behind it. I'm getting ready to write a book, and I'm really, I'm blown away. I was actually weeping this morning over this book called The Full Capacity Man and the Impact I Believe It's Going to Make. Everything in me goes into that book. I create it. There's a purpose for that book. There's a purpose for 
the deck that you helped build. I mean, you made that deck. So when you look at that deck, you've got to go, I made that deck. You know what I mean? You and along with a couple other guys, right? And so so if God exists, and if he does love us like any created being would, and if he has a purpose for us, which any creator has a purpose, then, then it makes sense that the only way for a man to fulfill that purpose in their life is by radically trusting in the creator who made them. So it's the whole In-N-Out Burger, you know, soda cup cup deal. If you look at the bottom of In-N-Out Burger, there's a soda cup verse, right? And that verse is several things. But one one of the verses says Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. And so this is what we're talking about here. We're talking about men, not Christians. I just hate using that word because it just means so many things that aren't Christian. It's about a follower of Christ, you know? And so when this guy decides to do this, everything around him changes. You know, we like to say when a man gets it, and the it is not sex, but you can tell your wife it is. The it is God. <laughs> it's it's receiving Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. When a man gets that, when he really radically surrenders to Jesus, everyone wins. And so you want to survive in the stress bubble? Do you want to thrive in the arena of life? Man, do you want to be your best version? Do you want to live as a full capacity man? You know, nobody goes into the into a battle with a half clip, you know, half half loaded magazine, right? They go fully loaded, full capacity. You know, for a guy to do that, uh, for a guy to have the world feel his, feel his full weight, he needs to be fully surrendered to Jesus and obey everything he tells you. So when we talk about this, I'm really excited about this episode. I mean, it is my go-to episode, the, this, this podcast, this topic. But I want to tell you guys why we're doing it. This series is a five-week series, basically from my number one bestseller on Amazon, Strong Men, Dangerous Times. There are five essentials listed in there. And those essentials are protecting integrity, fighting apathy, pursuing God passionately, leading courageously, and finishing strong. And in the fall, we have repackaged, repurposed, and we're re-releasing a curriculum series under the title, The Strong Men Series. And we have, this is really cool, we have five teams that are launching, virtual teams that are launching, which you're one of those national team captains, with national team captains that have been hand-selected. They've went through an application process. They've been interviewed on some level, and they're being trained once a month until August, and then every week until launch. And then we launch October 1st, and five teams are going to launch. No more than 20 guys. And then in the winter cycle, we're going to launch five more teams. In the spring, we're going to launch five more teams. We have a maximum capacity of 20 men from around the world to join this, these teams. So these spots are extremely limited. So guys, I want to tell you, get onto our website. If you just go join our program, click on that button on the homepage. It'll take you in. It'll put you on the wait list. The first guys that get on there, get on there. All right? And August 1st, we're going to have an assessment online. You can go on and take that as well, and that'll give you uh, where you stand in these five essentials, and it'll get you into our process as well. So we, we, it'll get you, it won't get you into our process. It'll begin a cycle of emails to invite you to join a team if you haven't done that already. So you guys really want to do this. I think this is going to be truly, truly impacting uh, in your life. And so uh, I'm not trying to give you a sales ploy, guys, and saying, oh, we only have 20 teams. Unlike other organizations out there, I'm not charging you $100 a month to sit at, sit at my feet in a Zoom call. I, I don't want you to worship me. I'm not your hero. You're the hero. 
we want you guys to follow the ultimate hero, Jesus, and then we want you to partner with us and help us guide you to your best version. And so that's all we're doing. And so we've got 30 guys from around the country who are partnered up into 15 teams. These guys are going to help guide you through your journey to your best version. And what I want to tell you about this is, yeah, you have to buy something because you have to invest in yourself to be your best version. Nobody gets there by free. This stuff is simple, but it isn't easy. I'm just telling you, we these books, I don't know what they cost, like 16 bucks a piece. You buy the book and you're mm-hmm. on the team. That's way better than paying somebody $100 a month. Go look around at other similar organizations. We are not charging you for that. Now, we are, because one of the reasons we're a nonprofit organization. And so if you want to give to our organization, we would love to have you give to our organization. (laughs) But we just want you to get on the team. We want to become your best version because we know that when you win, five, ten people around you, your inner circle wins. That's so important to us. So, again, I want to go through some insights about these top tens. So this is the third week of our five-week series. I've told you this before, but I'm going to go back and review. So when we went and selected, or I guess I went and selected, out of the 450 episodes, we automatically cut out all of the equipping episodes and focused only on the interview episodes, and there are about 200 of those. What we've done, and the way I selected the top 10 was I, I, sometimes I just picked a top 10 based on the man, and there are two podcasts in this episode that I picked them just because the man, because the man is great. I picked them just because of the man more than the actual content. I will say this, in the leading courageously section, which we're going to explore next week, that section was a lot more competitive because we focus on men living in a stress bubble of life, helping their marriage, helping them raise their kids. These are guys about 30 to 55, 50 years old. Their kids are in the home. We call this the arena or the stress bubble. Because that's our major focus, a lot of our podcasts deal with marriage and family. So that category is extremely uh, extremely competitive. Also, we have a large focus on integrity, dealing with issues of lust, uh, of finances, of health, uh, because that's really, really important uh, to to becoming your best version. Uh, also, we want to say we, we generally selected authors and guys who experienced extraordinary events in their lives more than guys that are just kind of normal guys out there. We call them average Joes. Just because of the uh, expertise in an area or the uh, extraordinary, miraculous events surrounding their story. So I want to let you know that. And then another thing is sometimes a, a, a podcast really popped uh, it impacted me. It, I remembered it, or it inspired me to act. You know, something that really grabbed me. That by memory, I can go back and go, man, I remember that podcast, and that guy said that, and that really impacted me. So, I want to let you know all this. So, Dale, you're new in on this, so you're. Uh, I sent you the the episode about ten minutes ago, so you haven't had a chance to process this. So it'll be fun to ask you. You know, some of your gut impressions or memories or ways that some of these podcasts impacted you. And I will say this all of our episodes, except for one, and it happens to be the number one episode, (laughs) we do not have it in our archives. It was one of our early, early episodes, and we lost it. So we're going to get this guy on and we're going to interview him again and we're going to upload that for you. And so I'm not going to tell you who it is. I don't want to be a spoiler here. But number the number one episode is actually one of my best buddies, and uh, I, it deeply, deeply will impact you. I promise, and we will get him on the show again and interview him. So, so hey, Dale, are we ready to start this? Let's rock top and 10? roll. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the summit pursuing God passionately 
These are the top 10 podcasts of all time from 10 down to 1. The first, the number 10 is Seth Barnes, episode 184. Seth is the president of an organization called Adventures and Missions. And you may be, what's that? Well, you may not know that name, but I bet you know the name The World Race. So he is the guy who's the president of that organization. Uh, this is where young people, 18 to 30, uh, take a gap year and they go on a mission across the world and impact people as missionaries. It's very similar to a YWAM, who I, I love YWAM. It, very, very similar to YWAM, uh, but he has had such a deep impact. He's written a couple books. Um, his books, I would say, are not as impactful as him. As a man, he has done extraordinary things, and he has an extraordinary ministry, and I would encourage you guys to go look up The World Race or Adventures and Missions. It's really interesting. When Seth came on, he's incredibly humble. He's incredibly low-key, and you're in the interview with Seth, and you're. Th- I was thinking to myself, I'm in the presence of a great man, and he's so humble. Nobody would ever pick him out in the streets, and so I was just really impressed with Seth as a human. He is a magnum, magnum man. So because of that alone, he was number 10 on our podcast list of all time. Number nine is Jeff Deo. Episode 269. Now, you may know Jeff as the original singer from Sonic Flood. Do you remember those guys? I do. In fact, I was a youth pastor when those guys were popular. We're talking, the, this is like before you were a Christian even. This is like in the mid-90s. Always been you a Christian. You were always a Christian. This is before you gave your life to Jesus. I was a backslidden. You were a backslidden Seventh-day Adventist. <laughs> so so Jeff, was, Jeff was the first band that led worship and was a contemporary Christian rock band. But his, his songs like In the Secret Place or In the Secret, and there was another one. I can't remember it now. Do you remember the other song? Oh, gosh. Put but me on the but spot. Their, their songs were masculine they were good. worship songs. And he, he has a book called Awakening Pure Worship that was really out. It's really an outstanding book on worship. What, and and you, will, you know this. If you listen to this podcast for any period of time, you know, I'm a little bit disturbed about some of the songs and people that we have leading worship. Uh, they tend to be effeminate. They tend to sing songs that are can are songs that connect with women. They you know ooh la la ooh ooh ah ah whoa whoa la la. A lot of stuff that men should not be singing, in my opinion. A lot of these guys will lead worship songs that you would never say to another man, like, your love is intoxicating. I can feel myself moving to the rhythm of your grace. Uh, your, 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 your fragrance is intoxicating in our secret place. I mean, dude, don't ever say that to me. <laughs> and, you know, the other song, my favorite one, which is kind of fading from glory now, thank God, uh, thank you, Lord, for this, because I just think this song is, is, is a horrible song. And shouldn't be sang in church with lyrics of heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss. You know, my I have you know I I want churches to connect with men, and I want us to sing songs that connect with the masculine spirit, right? And when we have this stuff going on all day long, we have guys saying, "Hey Jim, you know, I'd rather be in the mountains thinking about God than in church singing some lame song like that, thinking about the mountains." And so I get it. You know, I get that. It's no excuse. Guys need to be plugged in the local church. But I've been a critic, and I will continue to be a critic 
of worship and contemporary Christian music stations until they start targeting men. I just think it's a, I think it's a, 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 a I don't want to say demonic, but I think it's an evil that has s- crept into the church, just like I think some of these Bible translations, that major Bible translations that purposely, purposely exclude masculine words. For example, in Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. I've researched that in the Hebrew. The word man there, do you know what it means? Man. Man, not person. How about 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, where it talks about be men of courage. That word also means men, and certain major translations don't put that. And then, of course, my favorite, John 19, 30, Jesus on the cross, screaming from the cross, it is finished, and, and Bible translations, major ones, leaving off the exclamation mark. I just, to me, I get it. You know, I get it. Sometimes you just, quote, miss it. But when you purposely leave out masculine words that are only masculine and put the, replace them with a neutered word, I just think that it's time to say goodbye to New American's New International Version. Goodbye. Uh, not going to, you know, goodbye. You know, uh, love the translation, but, but uh, you can't do that and say it's not strategic. I don't buy it. Christian, what's the other one? Christian Standard Version. There's some versions out there. I'm like, bye bye. I won't do it anymore. And so, uh, and and somebody's got to speak up against this and say to these Bible translators, there's too much going on that is common ground to say that you're missing it. You are strategically leaving things out and neutering the Bible, which is the Word of God. And we've just got to let the Bible stand for what it is. Mm-hmm. We don't have to water it down or neuter it. Or, or lessen its impact, good, bad, or ugly, man. Let the Bible speak, and let men come to the Bible and say, Lord, Lord, shape me through your word, and not come to the Bible and say, here I am, and here's I believe, the Bible better shape, the better, better Bible better shape into what I believe. So I know I'm ranting a little. <laughs> so I love Jeff Dale's book and his podcast, because he really brings a masculine spirit and a mm-hmm. right attitude, and I just thought, man, thank you, Lord, for a guy like Jeff Dale. It was yeah. outstanding. He so, actually just put out a new acoustic album, too, that's really awesome, him playing the piano. I love it. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan yeah. of Jeff Dale. So yeah. uh, number eight is Michael Thompson. Uh, he has Zoe, Z-O. W E H Ministries uh, on out of North Carolina he wrote a book called The Heart of a Warrior. Uh, it was episode one ninety five and one ninety seven. And the thing that stands out to me with Michael Thompson, it wasn't necessarily the book. It was him and his organization's deep passion and their desire for Jesus. You know. Uh, we both of us have an, uh, an outstanding invitation to go back east and experience their weekend conference whenever we want for free because they just want to have leaders experience what they're doing. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate a guy who's a kingdom-oriented guy. I appreciate a guy who puts a free invitation out there uh, you know, to, to be a part of his ministry and just an intense desire for Jesus. I think sometimes we tend to get lost in the ministry, and I, I found myself yeah. in the last couple of months kind of coming back saying, hey, man, it's all about Jesus. It's really not about the ministry. If the ministry is about the ministry, we're going to lack what we need to have men experience with Jesus. It's got to start and it's got to end with Jesus, and Jesus has to be in the middle, and then everything else is going to work itself out. And so exactly. I appreciate this organization, yeah. Zoe Ministries. So number seven is Robert Lewis, episode 342. And I'm going to be honest with you, you know, Robert has written some amazing books. He wrote a book years ago called Raising a Modern Day Night that deeply impacted me. 
Robert came on the show just to be just to interview him. He put out the authentic manhood manhood fraternity now the 33 series now they've got the better men series which he's just basically offering free to men's ministry organizations deeply kingdom oriented massive impact on our culture and the culture of men and a lot of the phrases that that he uses you know uh, or that we use I I've found from him and our Five Essentials of Manhood actually started with Robert Lewis. Robert Lewis was the first man I ever heard to define manhood. He briefly defined it in Raising the Modern Day Night as, oh, and I'm going to hack this one to pieces. A man rejects passivity, accepts responsibility, uh, leads courageously, and expects a greater reward. So it was a fourfold. I do not think it's a complete definition of manhood. I think it's a little bit Christianese as well. Uh, so we definitely changed ours and, and created five instead of four. But but it just deeply impacted me that somebody would be so bold to put a label on what a man is and, and give a man a target. And and Robert is a great man. And if you know Robert, man, what a kingdom-oriented guy. And I would just say anything he's written or produced, you need to grab a hold of it because it's going to be gold. So number seven, Robert Lewis. Number six is Greg Matthews, episode 305. He wrote a book called Wild Awakenings. It's basically his testimony. And generally speaking, and I get a lot of guys send me books, and it's their first book, and it's usually a book about their testimony. And I write back to him politely, and I just say, you know, nobody really cares about you. Because <laughs> it's, it's really, guys don't care about us. They want they care about themselves. They want to make themselves better. They want to fix their problems. So when we write a book about our testimony, it's got to be bigger than our testimony. And so, but what Greg did is his testimony is unique because he was hunting in Alaska and got attacked by a grizzly bear. And the story within this book of how God used this grizzly bear attack to bring him to Christ is just epic. I mean, the bear literally ripped his face off and they had to get him two miles from the bear attack to a canoe. I mean, it's just the story alone. I mean, just the fact that he was attacked by a grizzly bear warrants that he even the top 10, don't you think? Uh, it was good, yeah. <laughs> but in that, it helped him realize there's some things he needed to work on in his heart. Yeah, and, and how many of us have to experience a mountain lion attack like Josh Cowger <laughs> or a grizzly bear attack like Greg Matthews or a, or a, a, a fatal marriage because of a moral failure like so many men how many of us need to experience this shipwreck moment before we turn and it was just a reminder man keep on course keep your bearings straight repent of sin confess mm-hmm. your sins you know keep short accounts it was you know it was just really good and it's just the the man in me resonated with the the bear ripped your face off yeah that's awesome pretty much and he actually shot the bear the first <laughs> shot hit the bear blew off its jaw and if it didn't blow off its jaw, it would have killed him. But because it had no lower jaw, it couldn't rip his head off. It just ripped his face off. <laughs> I need to lay down. Oh, my gosh. That was awesome. <laughs> Number five is a recent podcast. We actually did two. And this is with Kenny Joyner. Now, Kenny Joyner wrote a book called Without a Father. And how Kenny and I connected is a little miraculous. In 2016, somebody took a picture of Kenny and another teacher with a with 12 elementary school little guys, 11 little black dudes and one little white dude. And Kenny's a black dude and the other teacher's a black dude, right? So there's this picture 
of Kenny with another teacher and these kids, and the kids are all in suits and ties. They look all handsome. They're smiling for the camera. And it talked about this program he did to impact boys, and it was it had gone viral, you know, because our country is in such disarray. Uh, you know, and we're, we're trying to pit one against another and this color against that color and this age against this age and this. And and to read this post, it encouraged me. And I thought, I'm going to reach out to this guy. And I reached out to him. And <laughs> lo and behold, man, he's a devoted, passionate follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. He and I connected really well as far as people. I think we're going to be friends. I think there's more in our relationship to go. But, mm-hmm. but I thought, here's a guy who started something and nobody knew about it. And it's still a pretty small thing, except for this one picture that went viral. And he is in the elementary school, and he is just grinding it out, impacting little boys one boy at a time. And these are mostly fatherless boys. And I think of your, you and your son Noah and how you adopted Noah, and he just turned nine? Eight. Eight. He just turned eight. And just watching, I mean, I don't want to go into his story, but he's from an extremely broken background and to watch the impact of his life because he has a father in his life. I mean, you and Heather have impacted him deeply, but, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be really honest. It's you. He really needs. Mm-hmm. And so to watch the impact that you've had on his life, I mean, you're a hero. And so, and then you see Kenny do that with these little boys and you yourself, that's gotta be guttural for you, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Uh, hearing his story and seeing what he does. Cause it just speaks to my heart. And I'm yeah. just like cheering him on, like, you go, Kenny. Because you know it. You've yeah. seen the wreckage. You're right here and not having the- a hay fever attack right in front of yeah, me right now. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't, it's funny how hay fever can get into a room when there's no air coming through, but but Dale's having a hay fever attack. But I mean, it's it's there's a deep impact. Like, what have you, I mean, do you want to share anything about the wreckage? Not the actual wreckage, but what you've had to deal with with Noah and the wreckage. Yeah. So there's like, behaviors that are just you sit there and go what are you thinking dude um and and counseling we have counseling every single week for him uh and then we have to change everything the way we parented our three daughters it has to look completely different well, first him. he's a boy first he's a boy and he's, he's got a lot of damage and he's got baggage yeah. and you and saying things that are going to trigger him and set him off and and he he has a sister that, that was taken away too and so he mourns the loss of her and he's, you know, he does, when he changes teachers, he's like, I, but I love my teacher. I, I I get a new one. I don't want a new one. I want my teacher. He's just, there's this brokenness. Yeah. And so it, it's tough. And those behaviors dealing with them so that, you know, we deal with them the same way so that we don't get pit against each other. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It, it has mm-hmm. been a rough ride. But the awesome thing is, is that I have a job that allows me to, especially during the pandemic, help him. Yeah, and be close to him, uh, yeah. and and walk with him during these days. Well, speaking of the job, that's with me. The job here <laughs> that I, I have to laugh at time we were doing the one podcast and he set off the fire alarm <laughs> in the church here. What are you doing? And and it's really funny because my interactions with him sometimes are harsh. Like yeah. I want to speak to him like a man, and yeah, and a, and it's really funny. But every day he comes in, he gives me a big hug. Mm-hmm. But little boys like that need to be talked to like a young man. This is not mm-hmm. a boy we're talking to. This is a man. Yeah, someday. And so I think the way you've been interacting with him is going to be a game changer for his life. Yeah. And so, so anyway, so that's Kenny Joyner. Number four is Bill Perkins. And so Bill, I've mentioned Bill before, and I, I put Bill in here because when it comes to pursuing Jesus, when it comes to pursuing God passionately, Bill is one of my favorite guys. Uh, Bill, 
through White Horse Publishing, published a blended gospel reading called The Jesus Story. That is a, is a book I read to my wife regularly. It's, it's something I read all the time. I highly recommend this. But here's what I want to share with you, and this is what people don't know about Bill. When, when Bill read the Jesus story, and he reads that through, I think he said 30 times a year or something. I read it through about 10 times a year. When he reads this, he, he does what it says. He's, he is a Dallas theologically tra- Theological Seminary trained pastor, and when he read about Jesus and what he did and vowed to do what Jesus did, it completely wrecked his theology. He became a man who would pray for the sick and they were healed. He has been, in a lot of circles, rejected because he's no longer operating under this theology, but this theology, but he's boldly moving forward, and he's got a whole new ministry helping people find freedom from addictions and sin. And if you want to talk to a guy who is flat-out passionate about Jesus, Bill is your guy. I, I love his earlier books that he's written about men, but I also love the things he's written recently uh, that are just focused on drawing people close to Jesus. And so I highly recommend The Jesus Story, and my friend Bill Perkins is definitely a guy who, uh, man, he's just a guy that he'll just sit and talk to you. He'll You reach out to Bill, he'll talk to you. And so love him. He's a, he's a great mentor. So number three is Wayne Jacobson, episode 265. So Wayne wrote a book called The God Journey, and I almost didn't have Wayne on the podcast because the book had a daisy picture on the cover, <laughs> and I was like, why, what? But it was a, but the book, so for, and then also what you don't know about Wayne is he co-authored the book The Shack. And so Wayne really has a deep passion for Jesus and for people to experience Jesus. And for this, and the book he wrote, The God Journey, is about how we interact with God as our Father. And I was shocked uh, at how much I loved the book and how much I loved interacting with Wayne. He's just a great guy, and he's a, a godly man. He wrote a book in 2013 that deeply impacted me, and the book was called So You Don't Want to Go to Church Anymore. Mm. And it was at a point in my life where I didn't want to go to church anymore, (laughs) and the book actually takes place in my hometown. I was like, San Luis Obispo, that's where I used to live. And so uh, that really impacted me. So getting on uh, Wayne on the show, he really relates well to people who have been scarred or wounded by the church, and his perspective of Christianity... Maybe if you've read The Shack, you know what I'm talking about. I know you've read The Shack. Oh, it's terrible. a little different than maybe others, and I highly recommend the things he writes. He has a deep heart for Jesus. So number two on the list is a recent episode, episode 441 with Justin Overlander. Justin is the associate producer of the show The Chosen. It's the only Christian series ever. It's the only television series ever to be on an app. You can get the app for free on your phone or iPad. Today today is the release of Season 2, Episode 6. I cannot wait. I just watched an episode this morning. I was crying the whole time. This is most movies and shows about Jesus, if I'm being really honest, bore me. Uh, There are a couple out there like... um, 
uh, what's the one uh, Charlton Heston was in years ago? There's a remake of it. Uh, the Ten Commandments. Age, uh, no, no, uh, her Ben and her Ben Hur. Oh, okay. There's a new up new one on Ben Hur that's amazing. There's another one that was released a while back about a Roman, the Roman centurion who, what was I think it might have been called the centurion, who was there at the crucifixion. I can't remember the name of that, and he experienced Jesus through the empty tomb. It was just outstanding. Gosh, mm. I can't remember the name of it. But this series, The Chosen, it is impacting me in ways I've never been impacted before. I, I, that's all I can say. Justin is on fire for the Lord. He had a lot of good things to say, but I've picked this as number two because of the series. Mm-hmm. Because this series, and it's produced by Dallas Jenkins. His dad, Jerry B. Jenkins, is the author of the Left Behind series and many other books. People, you, you people would probably know who he is. But man, if you have not watched The Chosen, you are missing out. And if you're wanting to be a spiritual leader in your home, I highly recommend you get this on your iPad and you sit down with your wife and kids and just watch it. I'm telling you, it'll change everything. So number one is the podcast we cannot find. This happened in 2017. It was probably one of our first uh, 50 episodes. It's one of my uh, dear friends. I have five good friends I pray for daily. Dale is one of them. And this is another one. It's an episode with our friend, my friend Rick Robinson. And basically this episode is number one because... First of all, Rick is not an author. Rick is not an expert on manhood. He's just a guy who is a very, very successful businessman who had a miraculous experience with God in Jerusalem. He was on a trip to Jerusalem, and he walked through a gate in Jerusalem, and the name of the gate is the Eye of the Needle. Do you remember any verses like that, Dale? Yeah. Do you remember what Jesus said? Can you give us a little paraphrase? It's... Uh, it's- it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than a rich man to like <laughs> inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so this eye of a needle is a literal gate. And in order for a camel to get through it, the camel would have to take, they'd have to get all of this pa- stuff packed onto the camel, take it off, and the camel would pass through and they would load the camel up again. So it's a very, very narrow and small gate. So God, when Rick walked through this gate on this tour with his wife, God spoke to Rick, and Rick said it wasn't audible, but it was so powerful, he knew it was God. And God basically said, if you trust me, and if you give my resources away, I will give you wealth beyond, you know, whatever. You know, whatever. And I, I'll let Rick articulate this. We're going to get him on in the next month or two, I, I guarantee it, because this is some good stuff. And Rick, during those years, ha- became and has become the most generous human I've ever met. He doesn't talk about his giving. He doesn't want people to know, but over the course of 20 years of knowing him, he's shared a couple things, and I won't share them because it's I don't want to rob him of his reward. He deeply, deeply trusts God and understands his reward, and so he keeps his giving very personal, and I think it should be that way, but he is the most generous guy I know, and I just have watched God pour his blessing upon blessing upon this guy's life, and he's just... He's he's a guy who walks around town in his Costco blue jeans and his uh, beat-up, dirty truck. I don't think he's ever washed his truck. <laughs> but he's a, a very, very generous man, it and, is a work and God has blessed him. And I, I wish I could share with you how much God has blessed him and the things that he has done to bless God's kingdom. I just don't want to do it. You're just going to have to trust me that that episode 
will deeply impact you. So we're going to get him back on the show and have him share that story. So just that'll give you a little bit of a, <laughs> you know, an- yeah. anticipation, like that ketchup commercial. Anyway, remember that? Anyway, old guys are like, oh, I remember that. The millennials are like, what? What's ketchup? Anyway. Oh, man. Hey, Dale, that's enough for today. Uh, why don't you take us home? Yeah, guys, we want you to head on over to meninthearena.org and pick up Jim's newest book, Strong Men, Dangerous Times. And also, while you're there, fill out the form to join our program that is coming this fall. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor, hear the deafening roar of the crowd, taste the sweetness of victory, smell the stench of battle, get in the game, get dirty, grind it out, and be a man. You've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. If you hunger to be your best version, then join thousands of men from around the world in our Men in the Arena forum on Facebook. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of biblical manhood. Make sure to explore our website at meninthearena.org, sign up for the weekly equipping blast, and take advantage of our many free resources designed to help you become your best version of a man. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. Remember, when a man gets it, Everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men's from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.